Welcome to the Shea Speaks podcast, where together we're going to break the chains. We're going to shatter all of those glass ceilings, and we're going to overcome the obstacles that stand between you and the life that God has called you to live. No longer will you say why you can't rise to the next level of you. I don't know about you, but I love me some girl talk. And if you do, pull up a seat and let's get to it. Hey friends, I am super excited for this week's episode because I happen to have my best friend Morgan Martin on here. And if you don't know her by the end of this, you're going to want to because she just has such an incredible story. Um, And, you know, going off of what we're going to be talking about today, I genuinely feel like she is going to cover everything so perfectly. And when I was thinking about, you know, what am I going to talk with Morgan about? Obviously, there's a plethora of things that we could talk about for those of you that do already know her. But this was just a topic that I was like, she's going to cover this perfectly. And so today we're going to be talking to you really about how to overcome, you know, hardships in your life and learn to lean on faith and not necessarily our own plans that we have for ourselves and really just learning to find peace and comfort in the ways that our lives unfold because it, you know, it is our plan. It's God's plan for us. And sometimes we have to find peace and trust in his plan is better than our own. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear her story and how God has truly almost just sewn together her life in such a perfect way. And it's probably nothing like she ever thought that it would actually be like. And so it's kind of crazy as me and Morgan actually met on social media. We were random strangers <laughs> through our social media business. And I'm actually currently sitting at her house across the entire country. And what feels like is a stranger's house at one point. <laughs> and we've been best friends for years now. And so it's incredible kind of what social media can do, but go ahead and tell them a little bit about you. Okay. So hi, I am so excited about this. I cannot wait to just kind of dive into all of these topics. It's something that's really fresh in my life as well. Just in so many different areas, I've had to go through hardships and yeah. So I am Morgan. I am from Mississippi originally. So I grew up there and I moved up to Michigan where I still live now back in 2014. So I've been here for about eight years. And after I graduated high school, I decided to travel around the country with the ministry team. And that's what I did before I went to college. And so I just took a year and traveled around the country. I was a children's minister. And then after I finished doing that, I stayed back at home for another year. And then decided to move up to Michigan because I was in a relationship and that moved me up here. And then after that, I just stayed up here. I was going to school and then I met my husband and we got married in 2018. And then we found out that we were pregnant in the fall of 2020. And I actually had a miscarriage a couple of months after that. And then we just had our rainbow baby in November of 2021. And so, yeah, we are living our best life up here in Michigan. It's freezing cold, but we still love it. And Shay came up here. We, you know, got this Texas girl to come up in the cold months. So we love it, but yeah. Yeah. And I'm super excited. And, you know, the reason she kind of shared those parts of her stories, because those parts of her story are the most significant and parts where she had to pivot. She had to go through hardship. She had to trust in the Lord's plan for her life. And so I want to kind of go back Morgan to when you graduated, you are, you know, you just went through all this ministry and you were like, okay, this is what I want to do. Go back to that point in your life, because I know that a lot of people that follow me, that listen to my podcast, that message me, that reach out and ask questions, 
they are younger women who are either looking to get married, they're single, they're in a relationship, they're going to that next level, they're trying to figure out what they want to do in their life, they're going through trying to figure out what their major is going to be, what their career is going to be, um, and just kind of going through transitions and walking through that feeling of like, I don't know if this is right for me, I don't know if this is God's plan for me, this isn't working out, this isn't looking like what I want it to look like, because we all have this idea in our minds of what we're supposed to be when we're going to get married, when we're going to have children, like we try to plan out every single detail, and you did that, but it looks nothing like it was your original yeah. plan. And so let's go back to that season of your life, trying to figure out what your calling essentially was and where you were going to go with your life. Yeah. And at 28 years old, I still sometimes don't really know what my calling is in life. So if I'm being honest, this is coming from a place of still trying to figure this whole thing out. But whenever I had finished high school, I was traveling around the country with the ministry team, that chapter in my life ended and that door was closed and I moved back home and I was living with my mom. My parents had just gotten a divorce a couple of years before that. So it was just me, my mom and my brother in an apartment in Mississippi where I grew up. And after traveling around the country for the year before that, I knew that whenever I moved back home, that there was more to life than just living every day just to wake up and go to work and come home and just let that be it. Like I knew that there was something more to that, but I didn't really know what that was. And so I was really just kind of searching for the next thing and what the Lord really wanted me to do. And people in my life were trying to give me counsel and advice on, you know, you should go to school for this and you should go to school for that. Things that I had never shown an interest or a passion in just so that I could do the thing that was supposed to come next. And that was going to college. And I didn't feel called to that in my point in that point in time in my life. And so after I decided that I was not going to do the ministry team anymore, I was, you know, working those two jobs. I was at home with my mom. I was in a relationship actually with a guy that I had met while I was on the road traveling around the country and he lived in Michigan. And so we were doing a long distance relationship. He was using that year to travel around with that same team. And so we were doing long distance for a year. We were dating with the intention to see if we would be able to get married or, you know, that we would want to get married. And so whenever he mentioned marriage and we had talked about it, we were getting really serious. I knew that I didn't want to go from long distance to marriage. That just, to me, didn't seem wise in our situation because we didn't have a foundation of a friendship before our relationship. And so because of that, he was getting off the road and I decided, Hey, I'm going to see if like, maybe I should move to Michigan because it was a very obvious decision that he shouldn't move to Mississippi for various reasons. And so as I was praying, I think that the thing that I usually do because I'm a firm believer and we can over pray and over spiritualize things and just kind of as a cop out of, I don't want to move my feet and I'm paralyzed by fear. So I don't want to do anything until I have an absolute 100% clear answer from the Lord. But to me, I feel like he speaks through my situation as I'm moving my feet and he opens and closes doors that come before me. And so that's something that I started doing. And so I started to try to make the transition and I said, okay, I need a job if I'm moving up to Michigan. And I was able to get a job, multiple job interviews lined up for whenever I got there. I said, okay, I need a house and it needs to be affordable. And I was able to live, you know, I had living arrangements whenever I moved up there and they were super affordable. And so 
things just kept falling into place for me to move to Michigan. And so as I kept moving my feet, the Lord kept opening doors. And so for me, that was confirmation that yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. I had such a peace about it. I was praying about it. I was telling people about it. Not everybody agreed with me. And I think that's something important too, because just because God's telling you to do it doesn't mean that everyone's going to agree with it or think that it's the right thing for you to do. And that's where it's really important to decide, like, is this from the Lord or is this from you? And listening to the voice of the Lord over the voice of people who genuinely love and care about you because they don't know what's best for you. They think that they do and they have the best intentions, but we have to listen to the calling of the Lord. So I moved up to Michigan and that relationship actually didn't end up working out about nine months into me living here. We ended up breaking up, but I had already started a job here. I had started going to school here um, for something that I didn't even know that I wanted to do. And I can get into that a little bit later, but I ended up going to school here. And so because I was going to school, that was the anchor that really kept me here even after the breakup and through my schooling, I had to switch jobs to a job as a retail manager um, at a store where I actually ended up meeting my husband. And so, I mean, it's just crazy how everything worked out. And the purpose of me going to Michigan was to see if this relationship with this guy would work out. And through that, we ended up breaking up and I found my true calling and my true purpose and my husband. And so it's insane how the things that God's leading you to might not even be for that end. It might be to be a means to another end. It's so good. And I think when we start praying and asking the Lord to guide our steps and just, I remember so many times, even within my last relationship, you know, with anything that I ever wanted to do or thought about was on my heart. I was like, Lord, give me a sign give me a sign. And I was doing literally what you just explained of just planting my feet and waiting until I'm like, Lord, please just drop a leaf, drop a tree outside this window right now in three, two. And it never happened <laughs> ignorantly of yep. me sitting there waiting for these signs. And it wasn't until I started moving my feet. I made the decisions for myself. I trusted my own discernment of, does this feel right? Is this something that I feel like embodies where I want to go and what I want to do? And I prayed every step throughout it that he truly did slam doors shut, like very loudly and clearly and very easily and gracefully opened other ones that I was able to step right into that if I would have sat there and waited and said, is this right? I don't think so. I'm not going to move. Is this what I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I just went all in and that's when my life changed. And so I think that Morgan's story is incredible with that because you may not relate to that at all. And you may already be happily married or in a relationship, but that goes specifically to things that you feel on your heart that you want to do. She moved across the entire country and trusted that and found her husband working at a job that she probably never thought she'd ever even work at because it was so far away from her plan that she just trusted. And she walked in faith through that entire process. And so Let's go ahead and talk about just this whole concept of when we do find ourselves in hardships and in challenges and struggling and facing those hard times in our lives. I was actually talking about this today when things are really great most of the time. And I hope that this is it's true for me. I find myself praying less when things are really good, when things are going smoothly and I'm excited and I'm doing the best I've ever done. I'm not 
praying as passionately and intentionally as I am when I'm desperate. Right. And so when we do walk into those hard times and we're in those moments where we're like, I don't know what to do here. That is incredible. That is such a special space to be because you're learning to pivot. You're being forced to grow. You're being refined and put in uncomfortable positions that if everything was great, you wouldn't stop and reflect and say, is this good for me? Is this my plan? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? You're almost being, you know, almost forced into this space where you're like, okay, I have to pray. I have to trust God. I need to figure out if this is for me. And so I want you to kind of talk about maybe a specific moment in your life where you were like in the moment, this freaking sucks. This is the worst thing I've ever gone through. But now looking back, you needed that to happen because without it, you would have never pivoted and grown. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many different times, but I love what you said about the desperate times really give you that extra push to seek the Lord. And it's so true because I've heard people say, you know, from mountain to mountain, there isn't bridges like man-made bridges, but in between mountain to mountain, God made valleys. And that's where the growth happens. Like you're not going to see the greenery and the lush, you know, grass and flowers on a mountaintop. It's rocky up there and those are great. And it's beautiful. And the view is amazing. But if you stay up there too long, nothing can grow. And so in order for us to grow and to become who God really created us to be, the mountains are just as important as the valleys and vice versa. And so I think it's really kind of leaning into those moments and not trying to let those moments pass us by and think, okay, I wish I could just hurry up through this and get through this really quickly. I think there's really so many lessons to be learned. And so Mm -hmm. in those hardships, one of the best things that I've learned to do, and it's not easy, it's not my initial response by any means, but to kind of dive in and really just say, okay, like, why is this happening? And what can it be used for? Like, how is this going to be for my good? Right. Because the Bible says that God uses everything for our good. And so it's incredibly important to just lean into him during those times and realize that whatever is going on, no matter how it feels, it is good and it's going to be good. And learning like how you can see the Lord and how you can grow in those moments is incredibly important. And so, like I mentioned before, you know, my husband and I, we went through a miscarriage back in November of 2020. We struggled through that. That was obviously something that we never thought was going to be part of our story, because I think that everybody kind of, if you've ever been through a miscarriage, you have this idea of, okay, this happens to everybody, but me. Um, and I think that a lot of hardships are like that, right? We, they don't, we don't see them coming. And that's one of the hardest parts about it is that it's, you don't see it before it's going to happen. And so we know that God works everything for our good, but it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes there are so many times in the hardships and the hard times in our life where we just wonder, God, why did you allow this to happen. And I don't know about you, but for me, especially when I went through my miscarriage, I thought that God forgot about me. I remember walking out of that ultrasound room thinking, did he forget about me? Like, I know that he has a lot of things going on and there are probably other matters that are bigger than me right now, but did he forget about me? I remember feeling so unseen and feeling so just defeated and discouraged and driving home and watching all of the cars around me and the people just continuing to carry on about their life. And the world was still spinning for them when mine had just stopped. And I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that, but it feels very lonely. And so there were times like that where I just felt completely and utterly just forgotten by God. And it was extremely hard for me in that moment to continue to have that faith. But one thing that I remembered, you know, reading in the past, and this is why it's so important to just dive into the word, because the Bible says like your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And 
when I had those moments that were so difficult, bringing up those verses that I remembered and that I had heard before were the things that I leaned on, they were my rock. And so reminding myself like Genesis 50, 20 says you intended this for evil, but God meant it for good so that I could turn around and save the lives of many. And that's the the verse that I was like, okay, you're going to use this for something you're going to use this for good. And so instead of having this mentality of why did this happen? What was me? Which I did have at first. Absolutely. And I think that's so normal, but you can't stay there. It's not a matter of just like brushing past the feelings that you feel and brushing past the emotions. It's knowing that those emotions are okay. And Jesus felt them too. We see that so often in the Bible, whenever, like just whenever he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he, you know, whenever Lazarus died and he wept, we see his emotions, but he doesn't stay there. And ultimately he gives back to the Lord and says, okay, but I want this. And this is the way that I want it to work. This is my will. And this is the way that I want things to happen, but yet not my will, but yours be done. And so the think that this is the posture of surrender that we have in those moments that make it easier right. to cope and to, to grow through that. Um, and one other thing that I would say too, in those moments of hardship, I heard this pastor say this recently, and it just, I had never heard it said like this before, but in the Bible, whenever it's the Lord's prayer and it says our father who are in heaven, right? A lot of us know that you probably have heard that even if you haven't grown up in church a whole lot, but it's a very common verse and it says our father. And so this pastor is breaking it down as to why it said father, right? Because God is actually, doesn't have a gender. He's not a male or a female. He just is. And so why did it say father? And this pastor explains that it's because we need to understand that his love for us is like a father's love. Like it's a relationally, like a father's love. And if you're a parent, or even if you're not, you have parents. And so, you know, that a mother's love is different than a father's love for me with my son, um, that we have, like, I am much more loving and coddling and (laughs) compassionate and nurturing. And my husband is more like, you can do it. Come on, you got this. And he's, encouraging him to do it on his own. And I'm like, I'll just do it for you. And so that's the kind of love that God has for us. And so in the hardships, if we're expecting a motherly love from God, we can sometimes feel like he doesn't love us. And so we have to have, like, we have to remind ourselves that it's not a motherly love of coddling. I'm going to help you. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to take this away. In um, second Corinthians chapter 12, Paul asks God to take this thorn from his side. And then God says, no, I'm not going to do that, but my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so even though he didn't take the thorn, he was still there for him. And it's this idea of God's not going to take these things from us necessarily, although sometimes he does, but it's not this motherly nurturing love. It's a father's love that equips them and equips us to live outside of this like little bubble of this home where a world outside doesn't love us as much as he does. Right. Like my husband is equipping our son to be able to sustain himself and be able to live out on his own outside of our home where the other people don't love our son as much as my husband does. And so it's this idea of this fatherly love. And when we understand the type of love that God has for us, 
which is never ending, even in the hardships. But when we understand it's a fatherly type of love, we understand why he does the things he does a little bit more. And that it's not because he's not there. It's not because he's distant. It's because it's not a motherly type of love that we can expect from him. And I think that oftentimes in our hardships when we're walking through that, it's like, why is this happening to me? Why does he do this to me and no one else? Like this, this doesn't seem like this would be something that he would do. And I, I heard this thing and I don't even know if this is on topic or not, but I'm saying it because it was so powerful. And it was talking about how, you know, people say, oh, God only gives his, you know, toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. No, he gives them to you to equip you and teach you to be strong and to, you know, he knows you're not strong and it's to show you, Hey, you can't do this on your own. You need me. You need me. And you need to lean on me to help bring you through this and to teach you what I'm trying to reveal to you. I think there's been so many times in my life through my childhood and everything that I went through that I'm like, why me? Like, why am I going through this? I'll tell you now, looking back, I wouldn't change a single thing about it. Mm -hmm. Everything that I went through is is who I am. It's be, it's literally created me into the version of myself that is speaking to you right now of how I'm able to tell you, Hey, through that hardship, it is so confusing and mm-hmm. it's, you're so frustrated and every emotion that you're feeling right now is so valid, mm-hmm. but you're going to look back on this and say, thank God yeah. for this moment. Thank God for this hardship. And so I really want to hone back in. And for those of you that I want to pause you and just you're going to hear us talking about our specific hardships, but I want you to insert what you're currently walking through. Mm -hmm. What is something that you're feeling? Maybe you don't relate to miscarriage or you don't relate to moving across the country from Mississippi to Michigan, but what is your hard? What Mm -hmm. is that thing that you're currently walking through? And so I want to go back and focus Morgan on, you know, you having this miscarriage and walking through this season of just frustration and feeling forgotten and feeling left out and just hurt but looking now at all the blessings that that did bring, like yeah. as awful as it was and as hard and sad that it still is, and you still are always going to feel that hurt. I've watched this personally change your life in so many more ways because mm-hmm. you did use it for good. And so I want you to kind of talk about how you did use it for good. Yeah. So it's interesting what you said too, because looking back, like if you're somebody who is I mean, you're either about to go through a hardship, you're in a hardship or you've been through a hardship. I mean, that's where we're always at in our life. Right. Right. And so wherever season you're at, like you're going to look back on the hard things that have happened or are happening or will happen to you. And you're going to know why they had to happen. And I think that's exactly what Shay was talking about. And so, um, I mean, it's just crazy because in the midst of the things that I was going through, especially because you were asking about my miscarriage specifically, going back to what you said really quick about God gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. One of people's favorite things to tell me was I'm praying for you because God will never give you more than you can handle. Like God, you got this. God will never give you more than you can handle. And I just want to lovingly tell you that that's not in the Bible. That's nowhere in the Bible. In the Bible, it says that God will never test you beyond what you can bear in James, but that is different. It's not, that's not what he's talking about because God is going to give you more than you can handle 100%. Absolutely. Because we're humans and he wants you to have things that you can't handle on your own without him so that you rely on him. Why would he give you nothing that you can handle on your own so that you never have to trust in him? That doesn't, that's not in the Bible. And so I just want to throw that out there because sometimes when people say that, they mean well, but it gives us this like, okay, well then if I can't handle this, like you're telling me that I I'll never be given anything that I can't handle. But in this moment right now, I feel like I'm crumbling under the weight of something I'm supposed to be able to handle. And that's just not the case. And so wanted to set you free from that and just 
kind of set the the record straight because I just that yeah and so but yeah going back to your your question with my miscarriage and knowing like all the stuff that I had to go through it was so tough and difficult at the time and it was obviously one of the hardest if not the hardest thing that I've ever had to walk through but afterwards I was able to because I asked the Lord in the midst of that because I had friends who were pregnant do the same month that I was and they got to have their baby and I didn't And I was like, why did they get this blessing and not me? And it wasn't this idea of, I wish that it didn't happen for them. And it happened for me. It wasn't that at all. It was just like, what's the difference? Like why them? And like, why me? And why did you choose me for this? Like, why am I the one that has to go through this? And he just simply spoke to me in that moment. like, just whispered to my heart. And he was like, because I know you're going to use it. I know you'll use it. And I've thought, use this, like, how am I going to use this? And so he continued to just kind of give me little ideas too, because I was seeking him. And I think that that's the biggest thing to go back to is like, in these moments, you have to start seeking the Lord so that he can speak to you so that he can reveal things to you. But he was, you know, revealing to me one day to do a Bible study because I had been reading a book by Lisa Turkhurst called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And I don't care what hardship you're going through. You need to read that book. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. And I should be sponsored by her at this point because <laughs> I have literally tripled her sales for that book, I think, single-handedly. But I led a group of girls on Facebook um, through like a little six-week Bible study through that book for any, any, any girl, anyone who had had a miscarriage or an infant loss or infertility. And it was just so powerful. And the people that I got to meet and so many of us have still stayed connected and we have rainbow babies now and we were due within weeks of each other. I mean, it was very, very cool. And just to see how God redeemed our testimonies. And then through doing that Bible study, I just remember thinking like, this is the only book that I have that I can lean on, I think for any any type of miscarriage or loss. And I, there were people that were asking me, how, how are you getting through this? And I had nothing to give or offer them. And that's where he inspired the idea for me to write my own book on a miscarriage. And obviously I was super confused because I got like a B in English. I didn't really know how to write. Like, that's not something that I do. I've never wanted. Are you sure this door is open for me to walk through? Yeah. Like, are you sure that that's, am I hearing you correctly? Cause I'm, I'm not a writer. Like, I think you have the wrong person for sure. And so he just kept it. The, the best way I can explain the book idea is like a beach ball and trying to push it under the wave like push it under the water in the ocean and it keeps popping back up. And that was the book for me. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And then one day I had a friend come to me and she had written a book and she said, I have this book coach, you should do it. So now I'm working with a book coach. I literally just finished the manuscript and we're going to be publishing it. You know, obviously we have no idea when, but soon. And that's something that I get to offer people now. And I never would have had that if it wasn't for going through what I went through. I have a platform to be able to help women and something that I never thought I would go through something I never expected to go through and just mm-hmm. been able to, to change other people's lives through that and, and to, to share Jesus with them really, right. because I don't know how people go through hardships without the Lord. And yeah. so, and then obviously we have a rainbow baby now and because of the timing of the loss, like we physically would not have our little baby Brooks if it wasn't for the loss that we had too. And so it's not like I'm glad that we have one over the other, but it's just that the timing of it is just so divine. And, um, 
because we have our rainbow baby and everything now I look back and I wonder like why did you take me through that journey why didn't I just get to have Brooks the first time and he reminded me because Brooks needed the mom of me today and not the mom of me a year and a half ago so good. And so he, he was growing my character in that wilderness. Like we hear about the Israelites in the desert that they had to walk through on the way to their promised land. And that was yeah. me. And he cultivated so much character and grew me so much. And before I hit the promised land so that I could sustain the blessing that he was giving me. Yeah. And so I want to go back and just share, why is she sharing all this story with you? And it's to share with you that anything and I, in this one hardship that she went through with her miscarriage goes back to the hardship of moving, goes back to the hardship of breakup, goes back to the hardship of figuring out what she wanted to do in school, goes back to the hardship of, she forgot to tell you she went to college and they literally shut the doors and she couldn't <laughs> go anymore. So it's the hardship of like, wait, I just put all this time and effort into this. What am I supposed to do now? Like every hardship that Morgan faced in her life and within my own life, like going through all the things that I went through, I look back now and I'm like, this hardship led to this promise Mm. and this promise led to this hardship and this hardship led to the next promise and the next hardship. Everything is almost like a domino effect as a first one. And so whatever you're currently walking through right now, know that God has a blessing for you on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. But in this, he's using this through you to shape you into the version of yourself that you have to be to get to the next promise. Yeah. And as you're going through those valleys, it is hard and it's so tough. And you can be the person that's going to sit here and let life take you out and let the waters completely just take your feet out from under you and wash you away. Or you can stand firm in the promise of God and knowing that he is doing all of this for good and that it is serving you and you are being shaped and refined into the best version of who you are called to be. And that it's crazy when I do every single podcast episode and everything that I talk about takes me right back to that point of like these hardships are the reason that you are who you are today. The next hardship is the reason you're going to be the person that you're becoming. And through all of Morgan's hardships and everything she's gone through, like she's a, she's a whole author now, you guys, like <laughs> she's an author and a mom and a wife. And although her original plan of all the ways that it was going to look the first way, yeah, I don't think she would give any of it back mm-hmm. and say, take this back. I didn't want to go through any of it because it's, it's why she is where she is. And it sounds so cliche, but whether you're walking through one now, or like she said, walking through one later, everything that you're going through will be worth it. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's a really good reminder that you're not going through this for nothing. There's this TikTok sound that I see everywhere and it's like God whispering and it's him saying like, you did not go through this for nothing. Mm -hmm. I am using this for good and you don't see it right now. And I know many of you are probably walking through just the emotions of feeling so frustrated and lost and just confused and you know, something I wanted to share earlier is like, we always have these plans for our life and we're like, okay, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do this. And even those of you that are super big planners with your planners out, looking at what your next week is going to look like. And you're like, okay, from eight to nine, I'm going to do this. I have me. Yeah. It's you. And I'm the opposite, like coming to this podcast. I was like, yeah, just talk. She was like, what? I was like, I need notes. What are we talking about? And I have one line of notes on this paper Mm then I'm just winging it. That's just how I go. But people thinking that their week is going to look what it's supposed to, or that tomorrow is going to look like yeah. it's, it's going to in your mind, but you know, it never does. We can create these rough templates, but God has the firm template and he knows exactly what your tomorrow is going to look like as much as you try to control it. says it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And so knowing these hardships are going to come, I challenge you to start looking at your days and your life and your month and your next plans with more grace 
and understanding that these things that you are walking through, we can look at them in a negative light, or we can try our best to look at them in a positive light and saying, how am I learning through this? Who am I becoming? How am I growing? And what's next for me? You know, I remember growing up and vividly just this memory always pops up in my head of me just looking around at my surroundings and just feeling so conflicted and frustrated as to why this was my current situation. You know, I had an alcoholic mother. We moved time and time and time again because we couldn't afford the house we were in, had to make a transition, find a different house. You know, I was brought around all these people and put in all these situations that I'm like, I feel this tug on my heart to be successful and have an abundant life. And it was just hardship after hardship after hardship that I was having to face, you know, with the ultimate one being, why do I have a mother that puts alcohol before me? Why do I have a mother that puts me in these horrible situations where I'm not able to grow, not able to step into, you know, as I was growing, going through childhood and adult, like teenagehood and trying to step into like an adult in these environments. And that was really just my first memory of hardships was growing up in a childhood just the way that I did. And it wasn't fair. And I was angry. And I constantly felt this feeling of, you know, looking at other people and saying, why do they get to have moms like that? Why do they get to have families like that? Why do they get to stay in one house? Why are they in such better environments than me? Well, now I'll tell you, hundred percent. I look back on that and I am so thankful that I was put through those situations because that is how I found my relationship with God. That is how I am the woman that I am today. That is where my strength comes from. That's where my grit comes from. That's where I realized the calling that was on my heart was, you know, the Lord put me through that. And I'm a firm believer in the fact that he did this for me to use it for good, for me to influence and inspire and show other women that, Hey, if this happened to you, you can too rise up. Hey, if you went through this struggle, you are more than that. Hey, if you did this, this is a part of your story and how can we use it? Because we can, we can sit here and be frustrated and angry and confused and just stay planted in the hardships that we're walking through, or we can use them to say, how is this making me grow? How is it helping me become the best version of myself? Like all the things that I went through, I am so strong because of it. I know my own qualities that I have came from all the things that I had to go through. And then when I decided to move out, it was my junior year of high school after just an altercation that I had with my mom. And I made the decision to step into being an adult at the young age of 17. I had so many things on my heart of like wanting a mother. I wanted someone to be there. I wanted someone to cherish me. And I didn't have that. And I had to step out early because of the decisions that my own mother made, you know? And so I moved out. I was stepping into like the biggest, you know, that's the first big step that you have in life is moving out and going out on your own. And I had moved out by myself. I was finishing out high school. And then I was walking through just doing everything alone. I was by myself. I was in a relationship. It was a long distance relationship. And so I had to do everything alone. I ate dinner alone every day. I came home alone every day at an age that I should have my mother at an age that I should still be able to be with my family. And I was by myself. And that hardship was so hard because I spent so much time in my own thoughts, so much time wishing that my life looked different so much time that I was able to spend those last few years with a mom that wanted to spend time with me. And I just didn't have that. And so that was one of those big pivotal moments in my life where I had to look at my current situation and say, okay, I can either be pitiful and just sit here and let life take me out. 
or I can decide that I'm going to make a difference in my life. And that was the same time that I came across a post on social media and I started my, you know, business through social media. And from that day is when my life changed. I found that passion. I found that excitement. I realized within myself how much of an entrepreneurial mindset I had. And I used my past of how much I didn't want that. You know, a lot of people, when you launch a business or you do something, they're, they're like, you know, keep your why at the forefront of your mind. Why are you doing this? I had a very strong why, and I'll tell you what it was. I didn't necessarily know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want and what I was running from. So that hardship of my childhood and growing up without a parent and feeling neglected and confused as to why my life looked like that and being angry at God and having this constant friction of why I walked through this hardship for literally 18 years of my life. I was faced with all of that. It all made sense when I launched my business when I went off to college and decided I didn't want to go to nursing school anymore and I didn't want to go to college and I dropped out and I pursued my business and I look at my life today and it is all because of who I had to become in those moments of my life. I moved to college and I thought that I was going to become a nurse and I was in that long distance relationship still and I started to feel this question of like, do I even want to be in this relationship anymore? Do I even want to be in nursing school? Is this what I want to do with my life? And that's when all those changes started. I dropped out of school, um, you know, within the next couple of years, my relationship ended. I started finding passions within my heart. I didn't know I had, I stepped into this strong, bold businesswoman that, you know, my business exploded and my life changed so much within those three or four years. And I'm telling you this and, you know, relating back to Morgan's story of that huge transition she had to make of moving to Michigan and dropping out of college, well, not necessarily dropping out, being told she couldn't go back. That transition in her life led her to where she is now. That transition of my life and the hardships that I walked through led me into the life that I have now. I think so many people look left and right at all these other people they see on social media within their job, you know, other friends, you know, friends of friends. And they're like, gosh, how do they, how do they get to this point? And we start comparing our lives when you don't see the hardships that they had to go through in the process. And so walking through that whole journey with my mom and alcoholism and trauma and moving and poverty and all the things that I had to walk through. I look at that now and I'm like, thank God, thank God for every single part of that. Not one part of it. Would I ever want to go back and take it out of my story? Because I see the direct reflection of who it forced me into becoming every single day. I see how passionate I am, how excited I am, the drive I have to be such an incredible mother because I didn't have one, um, my willingness to do whatever, like my grit with my business and really at every aspect of my life, because I know that I have this gift of what's in front of me. I have all these things that I prayed for, that I asked God for, for so long out of frustration that he, he gifted me as a blessing of me getting to the other side. Right. And I learned to lean on him. And it was around the time that I was going to college my freshman year that I went to church and I went to church voluntarily on my own and found God for the first time. And I began to stop thinking that all this stuff was happening to me and started realizing it was happening for me, for the woman I was becoming, for the things that he needed to equip me with, for the you know, realization that I had more within me than I ever thought. And so now I'm just going to encourage you that when you're walking through this, I challenge you, even if you've already walked through that hardship to look back and say, what did I get from that? 
what in today's world am I using that I gained during that period of my life? What strength did I find within myself? What grit did I find? What muscle did I start using that now is so strong? And that's really what I've learned the most about my story is just who I am came from the hardest moments in my life. I think about my relationship today. I was in a relationship before for six years, a long distance relationship that I honestly, at the beginning was like, this is who I'm going to marry. And I'm so thankful that that didn't work out. I look, I walked through so many hardships through that relationship and I grew so much and I would, I don't regret it. And I would not go back and take it back because of who I became there. But now I'm in a relationship now that I prayed so hard for. I, in my last relationship, I walked through that hardship of praying and saying, Lord, is this who I'm meant to be with? Like, is this what it's supposed to feel like? And because I walked through that and walked through the breakup hardship and those months where I was just so sad and, you know, hurt and confused. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And that's another episode that will come along. But now I am in this incredible relationship with a man that I literally prayed for in every way down to every detail, every single detail is in him. And it's through that hardship I went through that he blessed me with him on the other side. So I hope that that gave you some form of confirmation and just feeling of peace that it may be hard right now, but it's not going to be hard forever. And the person that you're becoming, as you take every single step through this process, you're going to look back and say, thank God I went through that because look at who I am. You'll look in the mirror and be so proud of the person you've become of your tenacity, of your grit, of just your ability to take the situation and look at it and say, This is how I'm growing. This is why God's putting me through this. This is why he's pulling me through it. Because I realized that it was only because he wanted me to lean on him. It was only because he didn't want me to look at this as if I had my own plan. Because if y'all, if I would have followed the plan I had for my life originally, it would look nothing like my life looks like today. And I would take this over anything I could have ever dreamed of. And just know that it's not just you, that every single one of us has gone through going through or will go through Mm -hmm. either the same thing or something else. And there are other people that have done it and are on the other side. And you too will be, if you sit there and really focus in on why is God bringing this to my life? How is he using this to shape me? But do you have any last things that you want to add? The only other thing that I was going to say is whenever you feel like you're backed up against the wall and you feel like you have nowhere else to turn to lean into the Lord, whenever you feel like these hardships are something that you can't handle on your own. That's exactly what he wants you to feel so that you will call on him. And I would just challenge you to, in these moments where you have no idea what's happening, you don't know why this breakup happened. You don't know why your parents got a divorce. You don't know why you moved across the country and then everything fell apart when you got there (laughs) and why the school closed down the program that you were in, like why your job failed, like all these different things, whatever your hardship is right now, Um, or whatever it's going to be in the future. I just want to encourage you to surrender that to the Lord because he's not going to reveal to you all at once why this is happening for you. It's going to be at the end. And sometimes we don't even know why the things that we go through happen until we're, we're on the other side, right? Like until Mm -hmm. we're in heaven, until we're in eternity and we look back and we know 
that the things that happened to us that we thought were so insignificant actually led other people to him. And so be that light, surrender your plans to the Lord, give those back to him and then just trust him. And I know that that's easier said than done, but it's also easier to trust him and surrender than to try to control something that you can't control anyways. Okay. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast episode with each of us. And I hope that you took away just almost just some tools to put into your tool belt to equip you for these moments that you're either walking through or going to. And we just, we're excited for you and we're praying for you always and know that you will to come out on the other side of whatever it is you're facing. Absolutely. 10 times, probably more than 10 times, probably just like an abundant number that you don't even know how much better it's going to be better than you could have planned it a hundred percent. So We love you guys. And also I want to encourage you to, to follow along with Morgan's journey. We're going to put our Instagram handles in the description as well, but as she does launch her book, if that is something that you relate to, she just has so much value to offer you guys. And I know that we are both just getting started in everything that we're doing. And so we love you guys and have an incredible week. We'll chat with you next Wednesday. Bye. I just want to say thank you so much for listening this week and for hanging out with me. I hope that you took away some golden nuggets that you can apply to your daily life and you're finding the growth that you've been looking for. I know what it's like to be a woman in a world filled with doubt. And I hope that you're finding those things here that can actually help you live out the more that you're called to. If you head on over to my Instagram at Savache, I'm a lot more fun over there. And I know I told you that I'd be your personal hype girl. So you're going to find more hype over there. Click the link in my bio. There's actually a link called Ask Shay, and that is a space for you to submit any questions that you have for me. And then each week, I'm actually going to select one of those questions and I'm going to answer it on my podcast live for you. And who knows, maybe your question's going to be the lucky one that week. But before you go, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our girl talk. Next time, bring your coffee, maybe even your PJs, anything that you need to be extra comfortable because we have a lot to cover here. This is the Shay Speaks podcast, and I cannot wait to continue this conversation here next week.